There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got caught up a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, the bus never arrived. It's probably more staffing issues. It's been so inconsistent lately. Um, but I'll be home soon. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It's fucking raining. I'm going to take a quick shortcut, go down through some alleys. I normally don't take these, but at least this way I'll get home earlier and um, I'll see you in a little bit, okay? All right, bye. Oh, God, it's stinks in here. Well, it is what it is. Wait. What is that? Help me! Welcome, everybody, to the first session of the Vanguard of the Veil podcast, a monster of the week powered by the Apocalypse System game. My name is Fred, and I will be your keeper for the night, and my pronouns are he, him. And with us tonight, we have V. Hi, it's great to be here. Uh, my name is Veronica. I'm playing B, and my pronouns are she, they. Tim Lanning. Hey everybody, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm playing Andy. And Matthew M. Morris. Hi, I'm Matthew Morris. Uh, I will be playing Agent C, and my pronouns are he, him. I think what we should do is, like, if I do the intros, but then just use your character names, then you could introduce yourself, right? Because then it's not like I'm saying Veronica, and then you're like, I'm V. You know what I'm saying? Would that be better? I don't know what it's you mean. Too late. I, yeah, yeah well, we're already in yeah. there. We're in it. Tell me again. <laughs> Type it out on the computer. <laughs> fax it to me, and we'll do it next time. Whatever you did, correct. Whatever you just did was good. Um, but you know what? I'm always, I'm always open. I love ideas. I'm an idea guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Zero follow through, but I love ideas. Yeah. Same. So all of our players are going to be playing what we call hunters. Hunters are people that have experienced the horrors of the world that we live in through maybe a monster encounter or otherwise. COVID. But <laughs> exactly. The biggest monster. 
And they have essentially, uh, the veil has been lifted, for lack of a better term. And now they are aware that monsters exist, and they hunt monsters. We find ourselves in a sleepy little city called Mayacopa Springs. Mayacopa Springs is about an hour outside of San Francisco. And uh, although it has a, a rather nice downtown and kind of a suburbia surrounding it, uh, we find ourselves possibly seeing monsters uh, from time to time. Two of our players uh, are currently at their day job in the uh, district department building. We find ourselves with Agent C and Andy. There is a low hum of the standard fluorescent lighting that buzzes the entire time that you're in your offices. And it's just a standard day. You know, you are... Uh, drinking your stale coffee, rifling through paperwork, working on your analog computers, and just looking for, you know, information, any sign on police scanners or on the internet of any interesting things going on in mea culpa. As you go about your daily routine, the lights go out. You look around as if you wonder if maybe the electricity has gone off or if somebody just accidentally bumped into the wall again and turned off the one light switch that takes care of all of the lights in the office here in the basement of this building. Agency, Andy, is there anything you'd like to do at this moment? Sorry, I'll, I'll turn it on. I got it. Don't, no worries, everybody. I got you covered. Don't forget to bring a flashlight this time. I got my phone. It's it's it. You don't need. I don't. You, I don't need a watch or a flashlight anymore. So it's it's fine. It's, I got my phone. It's good. As you walk towards the light switch, you notice that the light switch is actually still up. A feeling kind of rises as the hair on the back of your neck rises up, and I would like for you to roll a uh, read a bad situation. Oh crap! All right, my two d six. And I'm gonna roll so good. Oops! I got a three on the the face. Do I do I add anything to that? Yes. Sharp. So when you read a bad situation, you roll plus sharp. All right. I have a I have a plus one in sharp. So my three plus one. That's a four. So as a rule uh, for all of the players, whenever you roll a move and receive a score of six or less, you actually will take an experience point. Uh, due to the fact that you failed a roll. Um, and then we'll discuss leveling up in the future, but after five experience points, you will level up. As you ah. turn around, you're immediately uh, knocked to the floor. And ah. before you is an extremely... My phone just like flies out. <laughs> it clatters off into the distance. And before you is an extremely large man. And as you look up, you can see that the face is a face of a horrific werewolf. And it is just growling lowly at you and standing over you. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do the thing in movies. Nothing. I'm going to stare and make no movement or say anything or make any uh, 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 words. I am... I'm sorry to everyone watching and screaming at the television, but uh, I'm I'm like a deer in the headlights, I feel like. Agency, you hear Andy let out a small yelp, uh, and you wonder if he once again forgot to use his flashlight and tripped over something on his way to the lights. 
but you also feel something in the air. You hear a low growling uh, as Andy is scrambling on the ground. Uh, since my phone is probably better than the computer I use for uh, the internet as far as trying to figure out where stuff's, what stuff's going on, I will also turn on my flashlight on my phone. And I'll just do a quick scan around the room, see if I can figure out where Andy is. It's hard to see with the small um, flashlight on your phone going across this somewhat large-ish uh, office room, but you can see that it is not Andy, but some other person, and you can capture a side glance of them, extremely hairy, in places that normally people don't have hair. Uh, would I recognize this person? They're wearing standard clothing of maybe a, an office worker, you know, a drab gray suit, uh, but I thought you said With a yours. drag race suit. I'm like, you know, normal shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Glitter everywhere. And, uh, but you can tell that this humanoid is something more than human. It is probably something like a werewolf or some type of monstrous creature. God, is this normal? I will turn off my that flashlight. I'll probably, I probably have like a mag light in my desk. Uh, I'll grab that and I will... Uh, try and uh, get around to where I get a better view uh, of this thing without uh, letting it know who I, where I am. Okay, so you have a couple of options. Knowing that it is very possible that there is a monster attacking Andy, you can either maybe protect someone, you can help out, act under pressure, or kick some ass. Those are some common moves that you could do uh, in the Powered by the Apocalypse system. I would love to act under pressure. Uh, I think what I would do is, and I don't know if this is right for act under pressure, just kind of like get up behind Andy and just pull him away from the, uh, the werewolf. Okay. So go ahead and roll plus cool. Uh, that is an eight. Okay, so you are successful, um, but there are some uh, kind of hindrances or detriment that happens due to your kind of partial success. I'm flailing. <laughs> so Andy is flailing madly as he That's is scared out of his wits. Your instincts kick in and you immediately dart across the office building, slide behind Andy, and you start dragging him backwards away from this creature. And as you do so, the lights flick on and the voice behind the mask starts laughing and the mask is lifted off of this person and you recognize Bran. Bran is a uh, agent from the Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, and it looks like he was having some fun with you uh, as often he comes over and razzes you NS9 agents. God damn it, Bran! Not cool! We do important work down here! Oh, Andy. Uh, hopefully you didn't uh, pee yourself over there. Not a, No. You know, we could have been working on something really important on these computers, and you cutting the power like that? Think of all those man hours wasted. Uh, well, important work. I mean, I don't think any important work is happening on these computers around here. Hey, and I uh, we were on the same side. You're coming uh, down no, here. You're... What is it? Tuesday? Just razzing us? Yeah, well, you're... We don't have time for this crap. I'd like to see you say that to my face. 
uh, yeah, I don't think there's any important work happening here, Andy. Shut up. And Bran kind of chuckles under his breath and, and starts to head over to the stairway that leads him above level uh, towards the Department of Environmental Protection where his office is. Uh, and he goes, you guys need to just kind of relax a little bit and take a joke, okay? No harm, no foul. And he opens the door into the stairway and starts walking up. Andy, Damn did you sorry. did you pee your pants again? No, I didn't. I, 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 I kept it together. I'm getting brave. I'm, I'm pretty brave. Agency. I did, I did crack my screen, but I can get. I just, I'll just cut myself a little bit when I use it. It's okay. It's Do you fine. have insurance? No, my mom says that's a waste. And as you talk to each other, you can hear a staticky voice coming off of the police scanner that is on Andy's desk. You use this police scanner to often try to catch any kind of uh, crimes or anything unheard, uh, untowards happening in Mea Culpa. All units, all units, please go down to the corner of Franklin and Stockton. We have a uh, 187. 187? I will Google Tuesday? what a 187 is. <laughs> it is uh, death on site. Uh, it seems like possibly either somebody informed the police that they found a body or uh, a police unit found a body uh, on site uh, uh, on the corner of Franklin and Stockton. You recognize those street names. It is downtown. Uh, it's in kind of like a not so uh, vibrant part of downtown. It's it's more of industrial apartment buildings. Uh, the main street is kind of a little bit a uh, couple blocks away. Oh, uh, 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 well, we got to get going. This is this is a, a chance to show uh, that jackass that we are really important. And I grab like a government issued 19 like 80s style laptop that's like thick as hell. <laughs> like with shoulder strap. I will toss Andy the uh, van keys and say, all right, get it warmed up. I'm going to go get my things and I'm going to go get a gun. Where where do you keep your weapons? Is it kind of like in a locked, uh, like locker inside the office? You can't afford locks. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have like a locker. There's there's probably like a bathroom slash locker room. Um, okay. And I'll I'll have just the I'll keep the ammo separate. It's okay. I'll, I'll just I'll have like the what do I have a shotgun or a, no I have an assault rifle I, I'll have you the have, assault you rifle have an there. assault rifle you have a shotgun and you have a nine millimeter oh I do have, I have all right I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave the assault rifle <laughs> but I will get the shotgun because I like I like to go up to the the van and like do a you know cock it before I go in just to because Andy thinks it's cool but I probably I probably have my uh, nine mil on me. So as you join Andy in the underground parking lot, which is one level above your office, so you are two levels below ground level in your NS9 office. Um, Agency, would you like to just give us a brief description of yourself? Uh, agency is, uh, he's kind of like a, at this point, he's been around uh, in the agency for a while. He's uh, a man with a mostly unshaven face. He probably only gets around to it once every three or four days. Uh, he wears just like kind of like an everyday suit. He probably has a couple of them. So your generic like grays, dark blues, blacks. Um, but for the most part, he just kind of looks like he's over it. And you come up to the van uh, that Andy is currently driving. Do you allow him to drive this van? 
I got I, he's got to do something useful around here, so we might as well drive. As you come up to your van, can you describe this van to us real quick? Uh, it is a fairly generic, unmarked white van. If you uh, if you go inside, it's kind of cramped. Uh, maybe maybe a little smaller in the cabin space than uh, it should be. Uh, the seats look like they uh, probably uh, don't have that much cushioning on them. Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that I have with this thing. Uh, it has a toolkit in it, but uh, generally speaking, it's uh, it's nothing to write home about. As you jump into the passenger side, you look over at Andy. Andy, would you like to describe yourself real quick? All right. Uh, yeah, Andy's uh, uh, an average height, probably 5'10", 5'11", guy. Uh, uh, short hair, but not too short. Uh, he's trying to grow a beard. It's not coming in super well, um, but he thinks it makes him look tough. Uh, he's wearing a button-down shirt, short sleeve shirt with a tie uh, like probably blue with uh, stripes and uh, a brown, uh, not super like work pants, right? Just like what you would buy at Target. Like you know? Dockers. Yeah, like Dockers. Exactly. Um, wears glasses, uh, you know, pretty, pretty average looking fella. He he he's, he's friendly looking, I'd say. Uh, he doesn't have like a scowl or anything like that. But uh, he uh, 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 probably thin on the thinner side, um, and he's kind of like smiling, trying like adjusting the mirrors and things like that. So you know that Franklin in Stockton is probably a little over five minutes away, not too far. So you should make be able to get there in quick time. But we're gonna take ourselves to that corner and the alleyway between Franklin and Stockton, and we find ourselves in a crime scene. Uh, there's only two squad cars there, about three cops. They're setting up a perimeter. And in the center of the alleyway, there is a what looks like a mangled body. We also find another person with us. B, would you like to describe yourself real quick? Yeah, so B is uh, a, a woman. She is uh, kind of curvaceous. Uh, definitely having some like extra large shirts that are nice and uh comfy on her and stuff uh she has long hair that's in two ponytails and um she doesn't quite understand that her suit doesn't look professional when it's all wrinkled up and everything so she just grabs her stuff out of the dryer puts it on so it might actually be a nice suit she thrifted it from somewhere and um yeah that that's what she's wearing right now is a crumply old suit <laughs> uh excuse me uh how did you get behind the 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 tape what are you doing here oh yeah i'm sorry i just uh i popped out of the I, this is where I get my sandwiches. I, in this alleyway? Well, it's, it's the back door, see? that the, the alley's for the back doors, so I came out the back door, because I had to use the loo. Well, this is a crime scene, so uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, ma'am. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I, I, of co You know, uh, I've got sandwiches, if you'd like a sandwich. <sighs> well, all right. The captain's not here yet, and... We haven't gotten lunch yet, so uh, I, I guess we'll make a concession if you've got some sandwiches. Absolutely, yes, uh, of course. So I open this uh, this little bag that's on the side here, and I reach through time and space, and I acquire a bunch of uh, egg McMuffins. 
I don't know how that's going to work, Fred. You let me know if these are ice cold from space or if they're still as hot and steamy as I, as I stuck them in there. I, I think it's going to be whatever you want. If you want them to be hot and steamy, those Egg McMuffins are hot and steamy. Hot and steamy, like they just came through the drive through window. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, these are some uh, some knockoff uh, McMuffins, but, you know, you're all welcome to them, and I've got plenty more in my bag. All right, all right. Uh, I could care less. Honestly, you know, these things happen all the time. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it was some kind of, like, mountain lion or something, but... You know, I'm starving, so uh, you do your thing. But uh, the captain's going to be coming soon, so you got like five minutes, all right? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. You don't care. I, I mean, I'm a photographer, uh, and I'd love to take some photos. Uh, it, 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 I could help you, really. I didn't see anything. And he walks off with your Egg McMuffins and sits on the hood of his car, and he's just scarfing away at the hot and seamy Egg McMuffin. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to go up to the body uh can can you give me a good description here is this a uh an androgynous person I, I can't tell um what do they look like to me yeah so um just for just general information um the body definitely looks like a male um he has been horrifically mangled it looks like possibly bite marks and even like talon slashes um but not something typically that would happen from knives or guns or anything like that so your first instinct would have been an animal attack but you being who you are uh you feel like there might be some kind of foul play or possibly a monster on the loose now if you'd like to get more information you can try investigate a mystery and roll plus sharp uh, yeah, so I've got a plus one in sharp. So what does that mean exactly? So what you're going to want to do is roll 2d6 and then Done. add your plus one sharp to that total. I've got nine total. Okay, so you are partially successful. So with a nine, that means you'll be able to ask me one question. And those questions can be, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? Or what is being concealed here? So those are just general core questions, but you could truly ask me any question and I would have to answer it. Okay, uh, Keeper, what is this? What? So are you asking me what kind of creature is this? Yeah, what kind of creature is this? So what you can glean from this crime scene is that your creature is going to have both fangs and some kind of sharpened nails or talons or claws. Um, from the way the scene looks, it, it could it could go either way. It could be... Uh, you know, uh, a bipedal or quadrupedal type creature. So you're not 100% sure. Um, you're probably going to need to do some research, uh, whether you find another hunter or specialist, like an expert, or maybe do some online researching, whether through your phone or through, you know, a computer. Um, but as you're kind of checking the scene out, you hear uh, a van pull up. And out from the van enter two people uh, that you do recognize. You see Agency and Andy. Perfect. Um, what is Andy's favorite drink? 
his favorite drink is uh, uh, lemon propel. You guys know propel? I love propel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flavor, flavored water. Yeah, right? yeah, got yeah. it. B, what the hell are you doing here? Oh yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. So yeah, I, I got. I, I'm using this accent because uh, people think that uh, this kind of accent makes them feel more like I'm in charge. You can't so. break into a crime scene. You're gonna get in trouble. I won't. I brought egg McMuffins. Andy, come on, we're breaking into this crime scene. <laughs> well, we have badges. Yeah, that's how we get in. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you guys can come in here. This is a crime scene. Oh, don't worry. We're with NS9. Flash my badge. Agency, you can call I me Charlie. Thumbs over like I'm there with them. <laughs> I At first, he's like, uh, kind of has a confused look on his face uh, from when you say NS9. And then he takes a look at your badge and he's just like, uh, uh, I don't know. I've never heard of an NS9. So at this point, either one of you might have a custom move or you'd have to maybe do a manipulate someone because they are either not respecting your department or they're just unaware of NS9 as a department. Would you say that there's any danger here or or are we safe? Because I have a thing that lets me protect normies from danger. Um, I, so I would say that since this is a crime scene that more than likely involves a monster mm -hmm. from your, you know, experience, okay. I, I would allow you to use that, okay. uh, protect. All right. So I'm going to use, trust me, when you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll charm on a 10 plus, they'll do whatever you say. They, they, uh, whatever you say they should, wow. no questions asked seven and nine, they do it, but the keeper chooses something. Okay, so I'm like, dude, seriously, there could be a crazy monster. Google, Google NS9. It's that things, bad things happen all the time in this town. Uh, so you get, step back, get out of here, uh, take that egg McMuffin, and, and say thank you. Because seriously, you want the experts to handle it. I'm Can I help him myself. out with this? Um, yeah. So the help out move uh, does allow you to roll plus cool, and you can grant them a plus one if you're successful. Let's go. All right, big roll, big roll. I was not successful. How how bad was your unsuccess? Uh, I got a six. Okay. Oh, so no. because you failed your roll, you will mark an experience point. But at this point, um, on a seven to nine, you would have gave him a bonus, but you would also expose yourself to trouble or danger. Since you failed your roll, um, I'm not going to introduce it at this moment, but just know that you have put yourself in danger's way. Uh, all right. I, Tim, I probably would have just like put my hand on Andy's shoulder and kind of like gotten a little closer to the office and be like, look, just just call back your superiors and let them know NS9's here and they'll help clear it out. I got a uh, seven plus two, so nine on my on my dices, unfortunately. OK, so they take your word for it. You have seemed to reach out to this officer at a more human level yeah. instead of a agency's brashness and bravado. And he's like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll let you guys do your thing. But he is also not going to go away. So he's just going to stay on the perimeter waiting for the rest of the units to show up and his captain to show up. But he's going to allow your NS9 group to do their thing uh, while they wait for instructions. Whatever, fine. Just, yeah, just don't get in our way. Sir. All right. You have access to the crime scene. I'm putting up like 
caution tape you know is, is uh, there not already stuff up? <laughs> i'm putting up more caution tape <laughs> you're putting up like it's, ns9 it's caution tape like it's beyond different. the police caution tape the font is one size smaller <laughs> uh i hand you a, a lemon propel because i know that's your favorite oh sweet thank you uh, I want you to stay hydrated while you're while you're taking care of this. Uh, anyways, I took some photos and I think I'm gonna uh, just like go hang out in that lawn chair and uh, get on Google real quick. Okay. That that's what you want me to do, right? Get on Google. Did you did you see anything or? Oh yeah, I mean like there's just claws, fangs, talons. I mean like this is obviously a monster situation. This is not a human being. I mean please. Yeah, it could have been a mountain lion. Y'all could never. Y'all could never. <laughs> no, well. absolutely not. <sighs> All right. So I'm just going to take like a step back and uh, waltz it a little bit and, and get on Google.com. Okay. <laughs> Matthew. Yes. Act under pressure. Oh, man. Plus cool. Bless it. Uh, seven even. With the plus two? With the plus two. Okay. Good so roll. Good roll. As you are surveying the scene, um, you hear an extremely large crumbling noise above you as several bricks come hurling towards you. Uh, You are pelted by bricks and you're going to take one harm, but due to both your uh, move of battle wariness? Uh, Battlefield awareness. Battlefield awareness and the fact that you are wearing a flak vest, you're able to kind of just shake off um, these uh, bricks that are falling on you, and they don't really produce any damage whatsoever. Uh, it smarts a little, probably have a small bruise on your shoulder. But as you look up from the direction where these bricks come from, you literally see like a person in like tattered clothing, what looks like maybe a ruined suit scrambling across the top of the building and cutting around the corner of the alleyway that you're in out of sight. Oh, this better not be Brent again. <laughs> uh, can I, uh, is this a time where I could like read a bad situation or absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not doing great today. Uh, that's a five. <laughs> you're that's a up. five. <laughs> Okay, so you fail once again. Nice um, job. Unfortunately, in this situation, um, you you put yourself uh, kind of not in a great position. You immediately are on pursuit and without communicating to Andy or B, and you round the corner of the alleyway and you see some person, creature, uh, crawl in through a second-story window of a building ahead of you. Um, there is, you know, what looks like a doorway uh, on the ground floor, but that is all you can glean from this situation. There's not like a fire escape or something? Uh, unfortunately, you are unable to locate the best way in or out. You're hot in pursuit. All right, I'm going to knock on the door very loud. Uh, pound on the door, sorry. I'm pound on the door real quick. You pound on the door, and the door actually opens into a dark building. Um, it looks very dilapidated. There is garbage on the ground. There's a smell of what you assume is urine. And uh, other than the light that pours through uh, like uh, barricaded windows, it's it looks like it's probably some kind of abandoned factory or warehouse or something. I can't believe I took this job. 
uh, Maglite's <laughs> coming out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I will draw my uh, my pistol or my firearm, and I will, I will snoop around. I would like, can I? Is this this is an investigative mystery? Is it or is it? Um, I would, I would say you could do an investigative mystery, but it would have to pertain to your pursuit. Okay, then I, I would, um, I don't know. I guess I would just, I would just keep going then. Okay, so we'll kind of hold your position there. You are currently investigating the inside of this abandoned building. We're going to go back to B real quick. So B, you are on your phone. You are on Google. What are you doing? Are you like putting in keywords or? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm actually really bad at technology, but Andy has been giving me really great tips on how to best look up uh, how humans try to navigate all of the complex information systems. So um, I'm using Google to the best of my ability uh, to find out what what creature has done this type of damage in the past, specifically. But I would like you to tell me what you type in. So are you <laughs> typing in, like, fangs, claws? Are you typing in, Typing like... in bite talons plus fangs plus claws question mark plus bipedal plus quadrupedal so it's a lot i should get many search search <laughs> search results from this the more words the more searches you get so yeah that's good so you the first uh search hit that you come across immediately shows you a picture of a monster it is incredibly large uh shaggy fur claws it's got large fangs horns coming out of its head uh and as you continue to click on the link and and look into the information that's being provided um andy comes over and immediately recognizes the game monster hunter and it is a monster that is from a very popular game uh online right now don't click on any ads again remember b don't click those ads oh right because it goes to my bank account yes yeah. yes yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. um okay i think i found it though and i turn the game to andy so he can see all of the good information I uh, have now. Yeah, okay. I hope we're not facing that. I don't have my great sword. Uh, no, that's a video game. You're, I don't. Um, it, this is for anxiety. I don't have anxiety. Uh, <laughs> um, it's okay. you. No, you're doing great. I, I just don't know if the, the the sort of monsters that we chase. I'm not sure they're going to be on on Google. You got or you got to go to like weird websites that everyone makes fun of yes of course a large crumbling noise hits agency as bricks hurtle down towards him he dodges as he reflects a couple of bricks and starts running down the alley and cuts the corner to the right god damn it he just runs off he didn't even call why for would he run go oh, sh- we have a we have a system <laughs> uh, i sprint after him i walk as Andy sprints and B walks around the corner, at the last moment, you see Agent C going into a doorway, into a run-down building at the end of the alleyway. At this point, you were unable to see the creature at any point, um, so you're unaware of why Agent C is hurtling through this doorway, uh, other than the fact that you know that bricks were kind of dropped on him. Uh, I want to... So, we were in an alley... And then we turned a corner. 
Correct. And we went to, into another door. Was that, would you call that a front door or something or a side door or? Um, so you went, you went down another subsection of alleyway. Yeah. So you're kind of cutting in between two buildings on a block from the alleyway into a, another alleyway. Gotcha. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. it looks like more than likely either a side or back door. Do you, Don't would try it be, to figure it out, Matthew. Stop n- trying to figure it out. I, no, this, I know. Ex- I've been to these places. Um, would it be too insane to try to sprint and try to get to a, a, a logical door that he could be running towards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you're trying to go like uh, to the front entrance. Yeah. If, yeah. If agency went through the back door. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I think that'll take you maybe a turn cool. to kind of position yourself into a different entryway. Yeah, I turn around to say something to be. Don't see her. Roll my eyes and just sprint forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you are. Uh, trying to get ahead and going into a different entranceway. B, you come around the corner. Neither Andy or Agency are there. Uh, so I thought that we were like maybe going around to the front of a store, uh, which is what I w- has, had intended. So what I wanted to do is pick up a like a National Enquirer type-ish magazine <laughs> so I could use that instead. Because that is where the real news is anyways. That's, that's um, true. In our world, so, it does as yeah. much as the game so that's what i was hoping to get but if i see that there's no newsstands or anything around then i will i will uh i'll start running in the same direction yeah i mean you could probably take a turn and come out a different part of the alleyway towards where the police are that is kind of like on the street of franklin more than likely there's going to be newspaper dispensers like the old school metal boxes that you put a quarter in and you could pull you know newspapers or sometimes even magazines out of or local magazines for mea culpa um would you like to do that or would you like to follow andy and agency yeah well bricks are scary especially when they're coming from high places toward you so i think I, it's better for me to stick with my friends and i'll read a magazine later you could circle back to the magazine yeah. at a later point <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, there'll exactly. be time so you find yourself in a different alleyway, um, but straight ahead, you do see a doorway that is slightly moving from the force of agency kind of bursting in and the door kind of slowly coming to a close uh, that almost lets you know that uh, more than likely somebody or someone went through this door recently. Perfect. Um, I snap my fingers and my magic gloves appear on my hands. And so I'm just kind of like pulling my fingerless gloves down so that I can, you know, get ready for whatever the fuck wants to come at me. All and right. I, I start sprinting. Okay. So we will find ourselves back with Agent C. Um, so how do you go about uh, moving around this building? And looking for your prey. You said it's like a warehouse, right? I think that the first thing I would do is see if I can see the window that the thing would have come in through. And just to sort of, sort of get my bearings from like where it could have gone from there. Yeah, so there are small pockets of rooms uh, around the kind of exterior of the large room that you're entering now. You can see that there is a shaft of light coming from uh, what looks like a, a second floor, but it's almost kind of like a second tier that runs along the um 
inside of this larger room. It it it, it isn't like there is a dividing ceiling, mm-hmm. just a walkway uh, that runs along the walls of this building. Like a like a big catwalk or something. Yeah, like you're kind of like in what more than likely was like a uh fabric warehouse or production um building um there was a, a, an upper floor uh and uh, a lot of its metal this kind of like metal great walkways with metal railings um you can easily see the stairs that kind of lead up to that second walkway um but you don't have any indication of where this person or thing went if that's the case i think i would just um I would probably reach back to try and get a hold of Andy. Okay, how do you do so? Do you call him on a cell phone? We probably have, like, a walkie-talkie type app or something. What were those old phones that used to be, like, walkie-talkies as well? Do we just have the Yo app? (laughs) (laughs) That's called that. Where you can only communicate through saying Yo. Yo. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you probably have like those, uh, like Nokia, where it has a button that almost works as a walkie-talkie, yeah, yeah, yeah. only through like combined account cell phones or those things were cell sick. phones within no, that right. network. It was one of those things. I just told Andy to give me his phone, and I just installed it on there. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my phone going so slow? <laughs> it's my Bitcoin. <laughs> Andy, at C. Oh, shit. Uh, hey, Andy, it's, uh, hey. Wait, I'm Andy. Sorry. Sorry, I'm stressed out. I'm at the front of the building. Ready to head this, this guy off of the pass. But, what? No, c- c- come inside. Oh, okay. I, Fred, am I able to go in through the door? I'm, like, hiding behind, like, a shopping cart or... I guess if it's a warehouse, probably not a shopping cart. Well, you know, the shopping cart's everywhere. A pallet or something. (laughs) A pallet, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you enter in uh, a double door that also wasn't locked, and uh, you kind of place yourself behind uh, what looks like some um, machinery that processes fabric. And I pull out my gun. It's a handgun. (laughs) And agency, do you currently have a weapon out? Uh, yeah, I would. When I came in, I would have uh, drawn my nine millimeter. I think okay. I think I would have left the shotgun in the car. Okay, so at this point, unless either of you want to make a move, um, I can further the story. Uh, I would probably just be moving forward because it seems like Agent C wants me to, right? Yeah, I I would try and coordinate. I'd be like, yeah, what do you see when you come in? You know. I would try and try and figure out where he is in relation to me so that we could meet up. Mm -hmm. Okay. As you are communicating with each other, you hear a large snapping noise as some rope uh, within this room breaks and a large pallet of boxes and uh, fabric crash onto the ground, uh, kind of separating the two of you from reaching each other very easily. Um, You are essentially separated, uh, and at which point you hear kind of a low growling noise. You can't tell where it's coming from, though. You have a couple of options. Um, You can automatically try to protect someone. Uh, You could continue to investigate a mystery to pinpoint where this person is. You could read a bad situation. I think I would read a bad situation. (laughs) Okay, go ahead and roll. Hopefully it'd be better this time. (laughs) I got a six. 
Good roll. Good roll. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to win. I well, uh, Matthew's trying to. He's he's farming XP. You know, you get for him. I did the same thing in so, dungeon roll. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, since you have failed uh, your ability to read this situation. Um, you are unable to find a passageway over the rubble and equipment, and you now can pinpoint the growling on the other side, the side that Andy is on. Oh, not good. I, I would probably say as much, you know, I'd probably, you know, get down and, and be a little quiet when I'm talking to him. Be like, Andy, I think it's over where you are. I hear the growling. It's not Brent. <laughs> as you say that, Act under pressure. Roll plus cool. You got it, baby. Uh, that is a 10. Okay, so that is a success. So um, you, as as Agency is talking to you, you hear this growling noise. Uh, you see this shadow just kind of come across the room towards you, and you're able to duck out of the way just in time for it to just smack against this um, machinery that you're hiding behind, and you put yourself out of harm's way as it came after you. Now you can clearly see what looks like, I don't know, a businessman who is wearing a suit, but you can see that his skin is emaciated almost to where it looks like he hasn't eaten for an extremely long time, very tight uh, along his bones. He has large fangs coming out of his mouth and his fingers extend out impossibly like into claws. uh, And it is looking at you with evil, hungry eyes. B. Yes. <laughs> you are entering the the warehouse at a sprint as you fasten your fingerless gloves onto your hand. You come into a large room. Agent C is in front of you as he is trying to scale uh, large boxes and machinery and debris. And you can hear a clanging noise on the other side of the room and a yelp from Andy. Oh no, Andy, my good boy. Uh, I'm going to rip open my shirt to reveal my uh, divine armor um, that's just kind of underneath me or whatever. But, you know, I've got to have my magical girl transformation here. Uh, So I'll do a little spin. Hopefully there's a little music playing in everyone's minds. And um, do I see this emaciated man beast um, yeah, so I would say that if you want to roll, like, kick some ass, uh, if you are successful with a 10+, plus, you'll probably reach it in time. Um, a partial success will probably get you um, close enough, but there is going to be some kind of detriment, um, and then a failure where we know what happens. Okay, so that's a 14 for me. Holy shit! Holy shit! shit. <laughs> Did you... <laughs> okay, so... Um, With that being said, you're absolutely successful. Now, since uh, you were above a 12, two things can happen. So you're going to do whatever your uh, damage is from kick some ass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you could choose an extra effect. So you could like take plus one forward, inflict one extra harm, suffer one less harm, um, or force them where you want them to go. And then, uh, since you rolled above a 12, you can change that 
you could completely hold the advantage and all hunters involved get a plus one forward towards it. Uh, you could suffer no harm at all. Your attack inflicts double the normal harm Jeez. or your attack drives the enemy away in a route. So what would you like to do? Uh, so I'm going to double <laughs> my harm. Uh, so that'll take it to 10 harm total. Jesus Holy Christ. shit. Wait, uh, how, okay, so hold on. You have, your harm is three, correct? My harm is three, but also my body and my weapon are automatically smiting, which is an additional two. So that's no. five. No, 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 no. So uh, unfortunately, the way smite works is it makes all of your damage automatically uh, considered a weakness to the monster. So you don't have to find like if they're weak to fire or silver. And if you were to use your body as an unarmed attack, you can attack it with two harm, like as a punch, kick, headbutt, and it's still considered a weakness. You don't actually add the two to your three. Let me double check that. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I'd like so to contest this ruling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on V side. Do hella damage, please. Because it says my unarmed attacks are to harm, and I'm specifically using Mephists. Um, and because I have the five demon bag, I just empower my fists with that demon power. Okay, so so we didn't really discuss this per se off offline. <laughs> so if you were to use your hands, it would be considered an unarmed attack. You do two damage. Your demon bag is a weapon that does three damage. You can't then say the bag are your gloves that do three damage. And since you attack with your fists, it adds two damage on top of that. Okay. It, it, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You have to either choose to use your weapon, which is the bag, or you have to choose to use your fists. Well, I would never the... choose to use my fists then. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. always choose my bag. Okay. Still but in doubled. a situation you're separated from your bag, you would then still yeah. be able to use your fists, whereas they wouldn't probably be able to produce any harm as, you know, the, the okay. hunters that they are. Wonderful. Uh, so I am going to, uh, I mean, my gloves are on, obviously. So um, I guess any, do you want me to describe? I'm going to be doing six damage total. Yes. Is that good? That is very good. Okay, great. Um, so what ha happened is that I run forward and I begin to amass, like everyone can feel in the room as like this uh, energy starts to just sort of swirl around the room and I pull it into the palm of my hand and there's a big ball of blue light that I just start forcing into the chest of this creature. <laughs> So, as B jumps over the debris and slams into the creature and forces uh, this energy into the creature's body, um, it lets out an incredibly, like, mind-shattering streak, and the what remnant glass windows are in this warehouse shatter all the way across. It is clawing at you, and it actually uh, damages you as well, and you take two harm uh, which I believe you have one armor, correct? I do. So then you only take one harm as it is scratching you in its death throes as you kill this creature. The creature then stops and it does not uh, thrash or fight back. Uh, and it is lying on the ground dead in front of you, B. 
I rush over. Good job. Yeah, that's the hurricane. And I do a high five up in the air. I return it gladly. I'll uh, I'll put my gun away and I'll I'll walk over, straighten my tie. Good work, B. What do we got? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, I just I hit it. So uh, point me in a direction, guys. That's uh... <laughs> so before you, you see a creature that is human or humanoid. Maybe at one point it used to be human and became this horrific creature. Damn. The creature once again has very tight desiccated emaciated skin it has sharpened fanged teeth and taloned clawed hands um it is humanoid but does not look like it is human anymore uh it does lie there uh dead uh with this information i think you might be able to try to investigate through maybe google or you know Maybe head back to the office. However, yeah, you'd I like probably have to like a, a, a field manual that I'm furiously flipping through. Like, all right, talons, beast, talons, Bert. No, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this? Could we? Is it too late to investigate a mystery and just try and see if we have like, dare I say, tribal knowledge of of what this could be based on past experience? Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, like, um, I guess, Andy, since you're there with your field manual, I'll give you a plus one forward. And if you want to investigate a mystery to see what kind of creature this is. Okay. Okay, so uh, that is a 10. Okay, so you are definitely successful. Um, you actually get to ask me two questions. Okay. You could ask me, you know, what sort of creature it is, you know, yeah, how right. does it get hurt, stuff okay. like that. Uh, yeah, I would... Um, what was it going to do? Like, meaning, you know, like if a lion is, for some like, attacks someone in a subdivision, it's like, oh, it got let out, or it's, it would only be here if it's hungry, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Like, obviously, it was about to kill us, but I'm like, what was it about to do? What was its purpose of being here? So on its body, you could see large amounts of blood. Um, it probably was from the victim that was in the alleyway. Um, the way that their claws and their teeth are formed, um, you believe that uh, it is just like a devourer. It is there to just eat gotcha. and just eat like, and eat. And more beast. than likely, yeah, more than likely due to somebody else finding, you know, the crime scene too quickly, it wasn't able to devour the body immediately. And that's why maybe it was still there. Gotcha. Do you have another question? Yeah. Uh, what, what sort of creature is it? I kind of, you know, might as well get for that use that right yeah so uh to answer your second question um all of the signs leave you lead you to believe that this is a wendigo a wendigo a creature from algonquin uh mythology and uh you believe that um although what you're familiar with and what's in your field manual typically show you know a creature that wears like you know, an elongated skull and has antlers uh -huh. coming out of its mouth and is incredibly tall and gangly um, and is often considered like an evil spirit or being. Um, some of the signs that you see from this creature in front of you make you believe that it's a Wendigo and maybe you caught it before it fully transformed or, 
you know, maybe it is just a weaker version or a similar type of monster. Um, but that is what leads you to believe. It devours. Gotcha. It feeds and it has these telltale attacks. But another thing is that typically a Wendigo is killed by fire. Mm-hmm. But you know B and and you know that she has these special powers and her powers often can kill monsters outright. Yeah. And uh, so you're you feel kind of fortunate because, you know, maybe your guns wouldn't have done the work that she could have done. Very true. It says here it's a, a, a Wendigo. It doesn't look quite like it. And I look over at Agency, like maybe... It, it just no, I've, turned. I've, I've come across Wendigos before. This definitely is not a Wendigo. Well, Absolutely not. You don't normally not. see them in cities, right? Right. It says here, based off all the... I, I checked off all the box and the handy-dandy uh, manual. It's very phasmophobia, I'm imagining. <laughs> we got prints. We got yeah. <laughs> freezing temperatures. <laughs> and it broke the Bible. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it, it has to be. Andy, I believe you no matter what, obviously. It's like you've never you've never steered me wrong. By the way, I did get that date, so. Ooh. I'll tell you later. Tell me all about yes, it later. Yes, later. Fred, later. we didn't really talk about it, but with the agency, you know, would this be one of the things where we would have to, like, bring it back and then they do additional research on it? Or is it a, you know, we, we dispose of it on our own kind of thing? Absolutely, yeah. So part of the utility of your van is that you are able to put things into your van and like take it back to the office. Um, you guys have like an incinerator. You do have an autopsy room and there are other people within your department that play different roles. Well, that's the, that's um, how you know, we really kind of like a corner. Right? Was we burn all the bodies. We bring <laughs> exactly. The exactly. Oh, There's a lot of monsters. <laughs> but it's, ex- it's, it's extremely cold uh, in your offices because it's very rare. You know, it's... Uh, there used to be uh, when in your heyday agency, when you were a younger agent, there were monster sightings more often, but you feel like in the last several years, it hasn't been as prevalent as it was. And uh, you almost feel like, yeah, you almost feel like you do paperwork more than actually being out in the field anymore. And this was definitely invigorating, but you're a little rusty. Uh, It seemed like you were struggling (laughs) during this mystery. I would would send Andy back to the van to get a body back. (laughs) While Andy does that, I will pull from time and space uh, uh, the favorite cup of coffee for Agent C. Oh, thank you. I've been dying for this. I know. Now now you'll be able to think better, I guess. Can we tell the audience that you didn't mean to be Agent C? It just happened. (laughs) I wanted to be... Yeah. I wanted to be Charlie. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, uh, Matthew's character uh, is named Charlie, uh, but also goes by the professional uh, name Agent what? C, which can be mistaken with agency. And wasn't my name Brent? And then, and then I switched it to Andy? I think as, so. as soon as Whoa. Veronica said B, I was like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, so I changed it to Andy for the obvious reasons. So Andy, B, and Agent C. (laughs) We sleep ass to ass, Charlie. You know that. (laughs) Uh, I'm 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 just laughing about it. It's it's it warms my heart. Yeah, I probably pull the van closer and then 
pull out a bag and I'm like flinging it out like I didn't even think about moving the bag closer. Like a garbage bag. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, you punched him so hard. (laughs) Or whatever. You Rossin gunned him. Yeah, make sure you get all the pieces. I get out like a uh, a modified (laughs) snow shovel and I'm just like scooping whatever bits I can. So the three of you take the van back to the NS9 office. Um, you have, you know, your entrance into the parking lot and then a elevator that brings you down. You have this person in a body bag and you drag them into the office, uh, as you have done once or twice before, um, together. And, uh, you hand over the creature to the, um, section of the department that does the autopsy, um, Typically, you know, it can take upwards of about an hour before they come back and provide what information that they can clean from this investigation. Um, you know, I would say a couple of hours have passed. Um, nothing exciting happens and you feel like you have resolved your mystery. Um, you know, you have a dead monster and uh, who you believe to be the culprit of the dead man uh, in the alleyway. <laughs> well, that wasn't so bad. Out of curiosity, did they did they identify like who the Wendigo would have been or who the body was in the alley? Like, is that? I can say, is that yeah. So, but... as as you know, you bring them in uh, and you're kind of talking to uh, the agent that does the autopsy. You know, they pull out the wallet from the pants that this creature was wearing. Um, you can see that uh, the name on the the Mea Culpa Springs ID driver's license is Rocky Grenier. Um, and, you know, standard stuff. He has, you know, credit cards, you know, he's got like, you know, a Starbucks card. And then, uh, you pull out a business card that has his name on it. And on this business card, it says Pied Piper's Investments. Um, he, and, and his profession is like, you know, uh, day stock, uh, trader, and uh, you assume that, you know, he was probably just some nine to five guy that, uh, you know, sells stocks in the daytime and then just walked down the wrong alley and uh, found himself at the wrong end of fangs and claws. And then, Andy, from your desk, there is another staticky voice coming through the police scanner. Oh, what? Two in one day. All units be advised. We need support. We have another 187 at the Pied Piper Investments building. It seems like we have another animal attack on our hands. B, thank God you're here. Agency, like, it's happening. It's happening. I mean, God rest their souls, but two in one day? I don't know. Could there be, a, like, a pod of these things? Or a, a, what, what, what's, a, what's the field book say? What's, like, a group of these things called? Fred, is there, is there a fun name? For a... Yes, it's a gaggle of Wendigos. Oh, gaggle of Wendigos. <gasps> a gaggle-go. A gaggle-go. <laughs> it could be a gaggle. I don't think it's a called a gaggle of Wendigo. That's too hard to say, everyone. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we do have a location, so we could maybe talk about this on our way there. Oh, true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's take my cards faster. We, yeah. we, get, we get the uh, mileage back, though, if we take the company van. That is true, but I do. I and would be able to put your, this your on my fiat card or whatever. Can't put another body. We can't put a body in the back. That's true. It'd be yeah, too. It's weird. a Prius. It, yeah, no, you're right. I just want to be able to put the gas on my credit card. So I'm trying to go to Fiji in the summer. I got to get the points. Yeah, but no, no, your van makes more sense. 
I did pick up those magazines. <laughs> so. B, do you want to drive? No, uh, absolutely not. I could try. <laughs> okay, not now. Well, maybe later. You just a good point. Sorry. The three of you climb into Agent C's van, and you are heading yourself to the second part of this mystery. And that is where we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. We're having so much fun playing and producing this new show, so stay tuned for more to come. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, make sure to check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greetings Adventurers, a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you wanted to follow the people who make this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Agent C is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Andy is played by Tim at Tim Lanning, and B is played by Veronica at Typical Veronica. Our show is also edited by Steph at Steph O. Kingston and produced by yours truly. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.